I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Islanders Anxiety from the Lighthouse Hockey Podcast Network and Fans First Sports Network. My name is Dan Saracini. Joining me on this Easter Sunday via Zencaster is my friend Michael Leboff. And Mike, uh, two games to talk about. Not a whole lot to complain about for the Islanders. Uh, would have been nice if the Panthers or Penguins had lost one of their couple of games. But uh, as long as our guys keep winning, and uh, even if they keep winning, uh, the Islanders should eventually, this week, which is the last two games of their season, uh, qualify for the playoffs. And they won their last two games last week handily, which was... Uh, Fun to see. There were two fun games to watch, which is a rarity this season. You and I are are we're we're not here to you know, make uh, predictions about you know this guy should play with that line on this line or this should you know they should target this player, pick this guy up off waivers or whatever. Uh, but one thing we do know, and it's not just us; it's most people that listen uh, to this podcast, is we can read kind of we can read the big picture with this team pretty well and um when we first started the season the first episode of our season on on islanders anxiety i believe was titled 82 game playoff <laughs> and that was as prescient as, as we will ever be mm. because we're now down to games number 81 and 82 and if you listen to post game scrums with the Islanders, the first question that they all hear is, "Are these games essentially playoff games for you guys?" <laughs> and and if me and you were in the scrum, we would say, "Yeah, but so is 
the the January game against the Seattle Kraken <laughs> and the December game against the Florida Panthers going into the the Christmas break and yeah. the October game against the San Jose Sharks. Every game was a playoff. They all are. For this they team. all are. Because <laughs> the margins are so thin uh, when, when you have a team built like the Islanders do. Uh, and, and there's a lot of romance uh, to, to the way the Islanders have, have built this this group and this team uh, under Lou Lamorello, the Barry Trotz, Lean Lambert. It's, it's much a, the ethos is, is very plain for everybody to see. It's, it's, it's way over me. Everybody's in this together. And if, if people don't buy in, it sinks. The ship yeah. sinks. That, like I said, is a very romantic way to do sports, do professional sports. It's very, it feels like what a little league coach would tell his team. <laughs> uh, and, you know, that's when you, when you fall in love with sports and team sports, that ideal is kind of taught to you as this is how it's supposed to be. Uh, when, when players were getting these gigantic contracts in other sports in like the late 90s, you heard a lot of old timers complain about it. Like, oh, they just do it for the money and they do it for this. And that then kind of became archaic thinking. Mm. Uh, but f- the Islanders are, are a throwback um, in that regard. And as romantic as it is, it leaves very little margin for error because it means that you're not, you don't have the superstar talent. You're not leaning into, into that kind of stuff. Um, mm. And it, it became something that, uh, not that most people notice about this team, and 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 I think that the, you know, Jeff Marrick actually deserves some credit because he was the first kind of national media person, uh, I heard, kind of mm-hmm. asked this question, which was, you know, the the their teams that get their players that get you there, and then there are players that get you through when it ta- when you're talking about the playoffs, mm-hmm. and the Islanders are over-indexed on the players that get you through the playoffs, <laughs> and they don't really have many that get you there, right. So this whole show, this whole team, once again, a team that we love. We love all these players. They've been here forever. Even the guys who haven't been here have been here forever. <laughs> Feels that They've way. shown their stripes. Hmm. They all fit in perfectly together in terms of personality, the way that they look at the game. They all love the schools. <laughs> and they are now on the brink of getting there. Hmm. But at the same time, you don't feel confident because you know that this is still a team that the margins are going to be thin. They just played the Capitals two weeks mm. ago and it was a one, one shootout win. Mm. All right. Like think about how massive that point is now, by the way, yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Um, and you, so you can never feel confident that they're just going to go out there and take care of business. But at the same time, like the entire point of this team is we just bring our lunch pail to work. And we take care of business like that's that's supposed to be what it looks like when when it's going well. Right. Um, so, yeah, 82 game playoffs are going to come down to games number 81 uh, and 82 <laughs> just to earn the right to play in the actual playoffs. Right. Uh, in which everybody will once again just count them out. So it's it's <laughs> like it's uh it's right. It's been torturous and it's been the like. That movie, 127 Hours, uh, mm. with James Franco, where he gets his like arm stuck in a canyon or something, 
and he like reflects on how every decision, big or small, in his life has led him to this agonizing spot. <laughs> Obviously, he had it easy. He's not an yeah. Islander fan. He just has his arms stuck next to a boulder. <laughs> and he's, you know, like, but uh, right. uh, you know, like you think back on this te- this season, you reflect back on all the moments that this season has thrown at us, yeah. just to lead us have led us to this spot which, and if you want to even go bigger than that you can think about all the little moments that have made you an islander fan and stick oh with this God. team you can just right? fall down fall right yeah. right back down the rabbit hole back through time time tunnel i guess <laughs> but but yeah i mean and and you bring up a, a couple of good points there yeah i mean what what it took to get the islanders here was nothing short of a miracle or a series yeah. of miracles going back to the very beginning of the season in which the off season they had done nothing they had no you know they did not at anybody uh i'm constantly amazed that nikita shosnikov played a role in this season which is like wait that wasn't like five (laughs) years ago no that was this season like wait what uh bo horvat is here we're going to talk a lot about bo horvat in the second half uh his uh sort of wrestling style uh uh, heat that he's going to start getting now um and uh yeah i mean we they went through a january where they did not score a goal basically the entire time and uh, if you go to patreon.com slash Islanders anxiety, you can read Mike's newsletter, uh, the long suffering newsletter for this week. And he summed it up beautifully. Like all these crazy things that happened all this season have led to this point. And it really does feel like, you know, I, part of me is almost kind of uh, mad at myself for thinking that it would have been any other way, right? Like what, what other way could this team have ever gotten to game 81 if it wasn't this way? Right. Like this is just the team. And like you said, this is an old school team. They don't have a ton of like flashy scores. They don't do things in this sort of modern style. They're they are a throwback team. And that, you know, I, I'm not gonna begrudge anybody or or myself for finding that frustrating because it would be nice to win a game uh, you know, comfortably every once in a while and not sweat out losses to Buffalo and Columbus when you really need those points. But that's just how this team is built. And one of the things that I really enjoyed about this week was that these were two very comfortable wins. Uh, one, uh, 6-1 against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, on Thursday, and then 4 nothing over the Flyers on Saturday last night. Um, you know, the 6-1 win, you can say, yeah, fine, the Lightning played at the Garden the night before. Yes, they were starting Brian Elliott. I don't care, because that was one of the better games the Islanders have played all season. They outshot Tampa 12-3 to in the first period and just kept pouring it on. And uh, I got a little nervous when Nikita Kucherov got loose in the slot. And I, what did he make it? 3-1, I think. Um, and uh, I was like, oh, great. Here they come. But uh, no, the Islanders locked it down. Their third period was very quick, very quiet. And Horvat, that man again, getting a tap-in goal from from Noah Dobson to seal it up. 60, uh, 6-1 win, 30 saves for the Sorokin. He was great. And uh that was that was probably the easiest game they're going to have over Tampa Bay ever in our lifetimes. It was it was nice and for whatever, whatever qualifiers you want to throw onto it, I don't really care. Uh, I was also seeing John Wick that evening, so I ended up uh, after the I ended up miss, missing the first period for the most part. Um, no, no, I saw the, I saw most of the first period. I saw because I saw Pelic's goal. Um, but uh, John Wick four, a little disappointing. I got to be honest with you, but uh, it was great to see. Felt really good after that. Uh, where were you? You were at this game, weren't you? Or, or no, you were only at Saturday's game. Right? No, it's at both. Okay. Uh, so what yeah. was it like in the building for, uh, for this? It was party? tense. The first, like the first period, especially, mm. um, you know, cause they were, they were pushing play. They played really well. And uh, by that time, the, the 
the Penguins, I think, were up two nothing on the Wild, yes. and the and the Panthers were blowing out the Senators despite the Senators shooting the puck on nets nearly sixty times in that game. Um, I think uh, it was Usher Maddie sent a text <laughs> is that, that to me in the in the first intermission that said we're in the shit now, and <laughs> I think that's that's that was perfect way to kind of sum it up because. It felt like it was almost. It, it felt like it was going to be one of those classic games where you're you're the better team in the first period, but you just don't take advantage of it. And the next thing you know, you're fishing the puck out of the back of your net. Uh, hmm. And uh, I think Kyle Palmieri it was took a penalty late in the first period, maybe. Um, that I was like, oh great, this is this is where it all goes south. But the Islanders, they never. You hear a lot of times when when teams are playing in the situation the Lightning were in, oh, we just got to weather the storm and then find yeah. our game. And um, the Lightning, sure, they weathered the first storm, but another storm just came right after that. And <laughs> the Islanders were able to control that game. And Sorokin was awesome. He made a a breakaway save right after they scored. The Islanders scored, I believe, it was on right. Pierre Belmar. Yeah. Uh, and I want to say that the the Islanders' power play in that game also reared its ugly head in terms mm. of it. What I think they went up two or three nothing when they were up two or three nothing. Um, they got a power play, and it not only did it take away the momentum in the building, but the Lightning were the more dangerous team on that power play. Yes, for the Islanders, and yeah. and that's what's. When I'm talking about like the margins being so thin, you're playing a team that clearly doesn't want to be there. They just <laughs> they are so sick of the regular season. Yeah, you could see it on them. There were so many shifts out there where you're like, oh man, like Victor Hedman's just gonna get to skate to that puck and shoot it down the ice. He doesn't care who who's sticking ends up on. He does not want to be here. <laughs> I mean, they've known who they're gonna play in the playoffs for like four months now, so yeah. it's not like they've been playing for. A who whole could blame month. them, right? Like yeah. I, I would. <laughs> Look, I mean, sure. and you feel bad about what happened to Tanner Janot because, right? Like, that's it's a meaningless game for them, and yeah. it's just the nature of the NHL season is that autumn, there's always going to be a handful of teams where the last four to ten games for the Lightning and Leafs, it's been thirty something games, yeah. are generally meaningless. Uh, and yeah, like when you're you need to if if the Islanders are built on this ethos of you know, hard work and and everyone pulling on the rope together and in the same direction. When you're playing a team that's got nothing to play for, it should show up more. Right. And it did in this case. And it looked, it looked good. It it really did. After, after that first period was a little tense and the Islanders started to really gather their, their game together. And uh, I thought that, that all the forward lines were really good. The yeah. Nelson Engvall, Palmieri line was especially good. Sam Bolduc, he's a little bit of an adventure in his own zone. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a byproduct of playing with uh, mm. Scott Mayfield, whose <laughs> middle name is Adventure in His Own Zone. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, he, you know, he he's made a great pass to Nelson and, and mm. was active in both games. I think very confident, like I'm going to 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 pinch and. Mm. Uh, there was a lot of uh, pretty goals in that game for the Islanders, which don't happen that often. Palmieri's goal, where he basically outweighed Elliott in the slot, was really nice. Nelson had a nice shot in the slot from Bolduc. Um, and then, like I said, Hor- Horvat's goal uh, was, I believe, also on the power. Oh, no, it was four on four. And uh, 
he just, so I, I guess he won the face off, went back to Dobson. He just skated in front. And I mean, it was essentially an open net goal, you know, with a, with a goalie inside. And it was so, so easy and smooth that you're like, man, why can't they just do this all the time? I don't know, but you know, probably for all the reasons you just list, listed the lightning, their, their brains are already into next week. Like they don't, right. or two weeks from now, like they don't really care about this game. So and, but it was cool and, to see. And you walk out of the building and, and, Normally, when when I leave games, like I, I leave down like a, a stairwell, and uh, you can feel the relief and the ecstasy after win, and just the absolute despair after a loss as you push that door open and hmm. go from out indoor to, to outdoor. You like break that threshold from fantasy into like back into the real world. It does snap you back into like real life pretty quickly, especially hmm. if it's cold and rainy and windy. Um, this night was not. It was a nice night out, and you walked out, and I didn't feel either emotion because it was. It felt very much like status quo. Like both, all three teams won. Mm, the yeah. Islanders, on paper, that was the hardest game left of their season. Mm. Uh, I don't think it it will end up being because of the the situation. The team. I was actually more scared of Philadelphia, uh, because you know you're going to get an effort. Yeah, out of Philadelphia with the Lightning, you knew the Islanders were going to be going 100, percent and Tampa Bay was not going to come close to that, and <laughs> it was just going to come down to can the Lightning, mm. you know, win it, win in like three or four different moments uh, of a, of a game, and then that be enough. And with Elliott and goal, it clearly wasn't. With Philadelphia, the Islanders were going to need to to win a hockey game, and yeah, boy, was that first what eight or nine minutes of the Philadelphia game harrowing. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so let's go ahead. So yeah, four nothing win on Saturday over the Flyers. Uh, the Flyers outshot the Islanders 13 to eight in the first period. And I know you and I were having our normal text discussion and being like, what are we doing out here? We're getting, we're going to, you know, rope a dope these guys who are like the 28th place team in the league. Now, what, what are we even doing out here? And, you know, Carter Hart is not a bad goalie. He's pretty good. He did not, but, uh, he would leave this game after the uh, second period because, uh, eventually the Islanders did rest control basically from the flyers uh they were uh they went up one nothing though despite that shot disparity uh scott mayfield got it they gave it to andrews lee they gave it back to mayfield i thought lee had a tip on it but whatever uh a lot of a lot of goals for defensemen in this this weekend which was really nice to see uh pelican pullock both scored in that uh lightning game and here comes mayfield and uh then it was all islanders in the second period nelson parisi although it was called back uh which is a little bit weird because it looked like he got it with the stick wasn't that high, but hey, what are you going to do? Then it was Bolduc with a beautiful goal. My goodness, uh, on a nice pass from Horvat. Uh, they basically just dominated that period. And Bo Horvat had a great game. Two assists, uh, both great. Um, Bolduc just skated in and, and shot it, and it was great to see. Carter Hart's arm was, I guess, you know, kind of had like the Lincoln Tunnel. It just had this big wide opening, and guys were just kind of aiming for it. Uh, Casey Sezikis did block a shot and did leave. He did play a little bit, but... Uh, the third period went just basically flew by. It was three nothing, and and the Flyers had all but checked out at that point. Uh, Hudson Fashion got a nice goal uh, from uh, JG Pajot, and uh, Sorokin finished with twenty seven saves, which kind of sounds like a lot, but honestly, they weren't really all that threatening all that much. And so it's a nice tidy piece of business. Four, no, I'm giving it the tidy piece of business award. Uh, four nothing win for the Islanders, the sixth shutout of the season for Sorokin, and uh, yeah, you know. Mike Carver used to call these rocking chair games on the old uh, ILC podcast, and that was about it. It took a little bit to get rocking, like I said, in the first period. But once they did, 
it was over. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to see them kind of just exert their authority uh, on the Flyers after about the midway point of the first period, uh, right on through the rest of it. Yeah, once in, in both games, it was once that first goal came for the Islanders, uh, you could feel the just the anxiety level kind of relax and, and turn down a couple notches. Right. But to get there against the Flyers was <laughs> really tough because uh, oh, I think it was Owen Tippett had a breakaway in the first period. Uh, there was a couple moments where the Islanders were just basically playing for the Flyers mm. uh, on, on defense. <laughs> I don't know. Couple, couple different. That's couple a Scott, different... Scott Mayfield trademark. Yeah, the other team for a few minutes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think yeah, him and Bolduc both kind of caught some pucks up into the slot, mm. uh, and then they get that goal and. Boy, uh, that I didn't think that goal was coming. Mm. I didn't think the Islanders deserved to be ahead one nothing at the time. <laughs> so maybe that's probably why. Like mm. they did start to play better a little, a little bit before that game. Uh, that goal came, but uh, to get to that moment, because it ended up being four nothing and a shutout, and people, it was coming off the heels of a six one win against the Lightning. Uh, I think we'll we might just forget or gloss over the fact that that those first 10 minutes or so were, uh, mm. were rocky. Not great. And, yeah. <laughs> Sor- and Sorokin was just awesome. He was yeah. so good uh, throughout it. I think Brock Nelson after the game said, you know, Sorokin kept us in, in the game and then we were able to find our game eventually. And that's becoming a, mm. he said like a, a, a recurring theme <laughs> and he's right. Mm. And you know, Brock was, Really good all game again. That line yeah. just continues to be so good. Uh, I thought the Horvat Lee Holmstrom line. It's easy to say because they were scoring, but these past two games have given me much more confidence in that trio. Yeah, um, Holmstrom and Horvat seem to be kind of yes. gathering a little bit of uh, chemistry between the two. Finally, of them. like yeah, <laughs> I think I, I, I there was there was a, a moment in uh, and I guess it was the Lightning game where they 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 just never connected on a pass that was looked pretty easy. Mm. And the thought in my mind came like, oh, man, maybe we should just go back to Bailey or something. And then I quickly shook my head to get that one out. And, uh, you know, I, I do, I, I will say, I do still think, you know, if this team makes the playoffs, like obviously Josh Bailey has a role to play and I'm fully counting on him to just mm-hmm. re- snap back into 2020, uh, 21 <laughs> playoff form. Game one to the Island, Josh Bailey. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and, uh, but yeah, that, that line going gives me some confidence. Horvat being confident and feeling his oats, which, like you said, we'll talk about in the second half, gives me a lot of confidence. And uh, it ended up being a lot of fun to be at that game. Mm. And I didn't think that was going to be the case. So <laughs> <laughs> I was at, and because at that point too, the Penguins had won at one o'clock in right. Detroit. Yeah. And you knew, oh God, like that was the hardest game left mm. on the Penguins' schedule. There, there's no way the NHL is going to let them lose to Chicago <laughs> or Columbus. This right. is Operation Sid. Mm. Operation Sid runs so deep that they were trying to take goals away from the Florida Panthers as well. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they had two, two goals called back to back against yeah. the Caps. And you know, if the NHL was was really into this, mm. if if they knew what was going on, they would be calling you know ten to twelve penalties a game. Right. Uh, in favor of the Islanders. Just keep mm. throwing that power play out there. It's <laughs> the best way to get them going. Right. You have to lose. But they, uh, I will say the power play in 
the Flyers game. Mm. Looked okay, but my the entire season we we kind of just talked about all the little moments that have led us here mm. uh to these two games deciding everything there's a moment in the second period yesterday where i st- the entire season flashed before my eyes and that was the Islanders <laughs> round of power play uh Ilya Sorokin fielded a dump in and Ryan Pollock was going to take it from him oh god oh i know where you're going with this I I sit behind that goal, so the Islanders shoot in my direction twice, and I'm like directly right. behind it mm. in the gods, like three <laughs> fifteen, fifth row up or whatever. I'm up there, and uh, I saw that puck perfectly <laughs> the whole time. And not only did I see that puck, but I saw the loss to the Devils, in which they when they dominated us. Right. I saw the Islanders' wins against the, the Ducks and the Sharks right after that. Then I saw them go down south and get their, their brains bashed in by the lightning. I saw every moment of the season. Right. I saw Adam Pellick get a concussion. I saw Kyle Mary get concussions. Sebastian Ajo, Romanov get hurt. Romanov miss a game for like personal reasons. Every little moment. Oliver Wallstrom go up and over. Same right. guy. And then yeah. never be seen again. Never seen again. Never heard yeah. from again. Matt Barzell uh, not leaving, you know, leaving the game against the Bruins. Yeah. Yeah, everything, every moment. Uh, I saw John McLean yeah. sketching out a play with like three seconds left in a game, and I'm like being like, "What are we even doing here?" Mm. And I saw myself on the couch. I saw the shootout loss to the sh- to the Stars. Mm. I saw everything as that, and and it and, and this was all in a blink of an eye because mm. Pollock fished that that puck off the line, and I just put my head in my hands, <laughs> and I had my eyes closed so tight. By the time I looked back up, like the Islanders were in the other zone and they almost scored. I know they did score. Right. Like it's yeah. like two. As I opened my eyes, I saw Zach Parisi parallel to the ground, mm. smacking a puck in. I, I mean, the goal ends up getting disallowed. But that would have been the most poetic moment for mm. that power play. Yeah. Not only do they have they been so bad <laughs> all season long, but. Ryan Pollock ends up scoring on his his own goal in an absolute must-win game when the Islanders are up 2-0 or 1-0 at that point, whatever it was. And, boy, I mean, I, like, I'm still, I I still keep thinking about that. Because I could, like I said, like, I saw the puck the whole time just sliding towards the net. And Sorokin is a genius. (laughs) Because what he did was he didn't even react to it. Like he just kind of got out of the yeah. way. He's like, if I, he was able to be so quick on his feet to think like, oh, if I move back yeah. to cover this puck back up, I'm going to knock it in my own net. Yeah. Well, so I was going to say it. that Pollock was just, he didn't like, oh, oh shit. Like he didn't kind of like react facially. He just sort of put his stick there and was like, oh, and then just, yeah. that was it. Scooped it right away from the line. And yeah, I'm with you right there. I was like, that was are you kidding me right now. <laughs> the, the world stopped. Yeah. It was, right. I, I mean, I, I, I I couldn't believe it. I I went back to like, I t- I reference this game a lot. Like when Alec Ro- Alan Rourke threw the puck in his own net against the, yeah. the Devils, and and it ended up being the the game winning goal in like the third minute of the game against Verdor. Right. Him and DPH were terrific that game, and and like I've seen because we've like you've seen stuff like that go against like you brought up Nikita Sashnikov mm. when the Islanders played the Lightning in like the fifth or sixth game of the season, 
in a in a what was then a must win game because they needed to to find a way to to kind of stabilize. They played okay, and then Sasha Cop turned the puck over like inexplicably right. in the neutral zone, like with twenty seconds left in the period. Mm. Uh, like th- these these things find their way to the Islanders, and there was a wormhole open <laughs> somewhere right. with with what was going on there. But uh, yeah, they end up they end up being okay and walking out. The difference between I think walking out of the building against the Lightning and flyers games because obviously every team that needed to win one mm-hmm. in both occasions and like i said leaving the lightning felt very much status quo where the mm-hmm. flyers won because that it was another there's now two just two games left florida's got a couple tough ones to deal with yeah like i don't want to say i was elated because the the scoreboard didn't go our way at all but it was a little bit more of a, a jovial, confident feeling. Um, and I'm trying to lean into that for these next mm. few hours here on Sunday night before Monday just becomes a <laughs> uh, a basket of, of nerves because that's all it's yeah. going to be. Those games on a Monday are even worse because it's like you're going back to yeah. work. It's a whole thing, especially after a holiday. But uh, yeah, I was yeah. with my uh, my wife's family over the, the Saturday night uh, and I uh, was watching the game on the uh the old ipad and uh went to sleep happy which was nice you know i didn't want to be in like a foul mood while the rest of the family is kind of celebrating easter <laughs> and having a good time and i'm just like god damn it uh but fortunately i didn't have to because it was nice uh for nothing shutout I, I never say this we, you talked right off the bat about how we kind of never predict these sorts of things but uh and i know it's only two games so i won't get my hopes up but i don't know is Ilya sorokin maybe uh maybe it's time to get a third star of the week for this guy i don't know he's done a pretty good job this season i mean he might uh travis yost wrote a whole thing about how he deserves his Vezina over olmark because of uh how many how much work he, how much extra work he has to do that the uh, bruins goalie does not so uh that'd be kind of interesting you only give up one goal in two games this week so can't ask for much yeah. more than that yeah nice. he was he's <laughs> yeah it, i think uh i think it was rat martin who who tweeted this out and, and i i thought i had a similar thought as i was talking to my dad walking back to our car after the flyers game was the the two games against the Lightning and Flyers it it needed to be a uh, a full team effort mm. as every game does for this team like you can't have any passengers <laughs> uh, and there weren't any and right. but the you you got the contributions from the supporting cast members which were you know Bolduc uh, True Holmstrom Fashing Holmstrom yeah, yeah Fashing uh, and then the backbone of the team which is Sorokin was the backbone and of mm. course Brock Nelson is man right. <laughs> when he got the, I mean I should also say because we've been tough on Dobson he played I mm. think he played a really good game against the Flyers yes that stretch pass to Nelson was fantastic and mm. hopefully builds a little confidence for him uh, I thought Sebastian Ajo was really good in that game too mm. and uh but Nelson when Nel- as soon as Nelson re- re- received that pass from Dobson I heard from three, at least three different parts of my section, like mm. people just being like, "Go on, Brock!" Like <laughs> this, like confident kind of like, "Oh, it's it's Brock Nelson. This is going to end up in the back of the net." Right. Yeah. And you could see that Brock Nelson thought the same thing too. Like there, there was <laughs> no way that Buck was not ending up in the back of the net. And yeah. uh, when he gets one of those moods, it's it's so reassuring. Yeah. And uh, I just, I mean. What can we say about this guy? Like we we can talk about yeah. everyone. We can let the other podcasts uh, 
like hockey podcasts, main the mainstream ones talk about Sorokin because mm. he's the star and we love him so much. But you know, we we should be the yeah. the ones to talk about Brock because, yeah. good lord, this guy is just yeah, he's he's been awesome. Now, he's a guardian that? angel. Like I don't yeah. know what else to say. Like he's. Just, what do you have thirty? Was that his thirty eighth and 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 against? And the, and the thing yeah. about Nelson is like they're never. With all due respect to Bo Horvat, who we absolutely love now mm. and have loved for our whole lives, mm. um, Nelson's goals are never like the sixth goal at a six-one win. <laughs> you know, like they are huge right. goals. He scores. Right. I, I would maybe first you know, goal maybe, of the game a lot of times. Yes, first goal lead or you know one goal lead. Get the thing. Islanders back within one against the right. Penguins, stuff like yeah. that. Like this is this guy is just yeah. sorry. It was his thirty-fourth. And uh, he's at seven game-winning goals, which, Lord, to your point, guy. is exactly like, just, you know, yeah. like <laughs> uh, that. He's so unassuming, too. Mm. Yeah, uh, I just you almost feel bad for the other fan bases that they just don't have <laughs> Brock Nelson. Sometimes, like this yeah. guy, yeah. Like I don't even know if there's a comp- comparable player in the NHL to him because, yeah. like, who 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 out there is is this kind of not only like a like a number two center who, mm. who just he's not a superstar. Like well, you can't say like Leon Dreisaitl. Like I know that right. Leon Dreisaitl is nowhere near as good as Brock Nelson. But like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but you know, like there, I I can't think of one. I, I have a tough yeah. time thinking of someone who, who is like, you could set your clock to this guy. Mm. Not it's not just the actual production, the tangible production, mm. but it's it's the moments that he does it in. Yeah, uh, and and just the reliability factor of that production. Uh, I mean, good Lord. I'm looking at the standings just in the Eastern Conference, and um, well, the Leafs have a second line guy who I would uh, say is probably close, but we're not going <laughs> to talk about him. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, he's just uh, he just comes through, like he just gets it. Like we talk about Islanders guys who get it. Barzell, when he signed that contract, we said like he gets it. He gets what's being, uh, uh, you know, Nelson gets it. He's one of the core guys in this team, and he gets it. And and the fact that nobody talks about him. You know how like the other teams do, like oh yeah, you got to watch out for this guy. It's always Barzell, it's always Sorokin, obviously. Um, sometimes it's it's Lee, maybe, but like it's almost never Nelson, and it should be like it should always be Brock Nelson because he's he, the guy who's going to kill you. He's he's the guy who's going to get you. Yeah, the uh, only the only the only group that knows the absolute clinical nature of Brock Nelson is is the Penguins, right? Because they're yeah. like you know I heard Colby Armstrong and and whoever else on their broadcast just be like. Could this guy just get arrested or something? We yeah. need to get this guy out of here. Like he keeps killing us. And Brock Nelson and Josh Bailey, the two yeah, most the hated killers. Islanders by yeah. Islanders by Penguins fans. So meanwhile, everybody else is like, "This guy's still here." Yeah, he's yeah. still here. But anyway, yeah, no. How many great. Goals does Brock Nelson have this season? Eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So what's he like? How many times has he got to twenty goals in his career? Right. Once, maybe. Yeah. Well, you know, he's young. He'll uh, he'll figure yeah. it out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But and and again, not not to go off on all thing, but like you know, and we've talked about this a lot, particularly in the previous couple of years. But like the transformation for him under Barry Trotz was really, st- I think that's I think that's what it is that endears him to us, particularly is that we saw it, like we saw yeah. this guy go from being like, oh, you know, he's all right, like he's you know, he's not great, but you know, he's not terrible either, to being like this guy is the most indispensable forward on this team, bar none, yep. <laughs> you know, and, and like watch him go to the All Star game, like that's yes- that's ridiculous. Yesterday was a good kind of juxtaposition because when remember when brock nelson got signed to his extension the two centers on the market were him and kevin hayes and everyone's like you're gonna give that money to brock nelson and not kevin hayes right Uh, 
yeah i guess <laughs> i guess like, yeah like it's, it's, everyone was like this kevin hayes is the best center on the market like he's gonna yeah. get he should be getting the brock nelson money like yeah. okay but and nobody <laughs> nobody's nobody's gonna circle back on that one and say yeah maybe yeah. We'll be a- yeah uh the only thing that stinks is that uh if uh people do get their way and there is a world cup of hockey you know that brock nelson isn't coming anywhere near team usa because that's how those guys roll and i don't expect him to be there because he plays for the islanders and he's not some 38 year old checking forward so there you go just one just want to throw that out there uh we're gonna take a break we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about Bo Horvat's post-game comments after the Flyers game that have uh, set the hockey world on fire, although Vancouver definitely doesn't need any help being set on fire. Hardy har har. Uh, and uh, we'll look at uh, the upcoming schedule as well, as well as the, uh, the Panthers and Penguins schedules. Uh, this is going to be a huge week over at the Patreon. We are going to put up our mailbag call on uh, Monday. So by the time you're listening to this, you'll, it'll probably be up there. Country Club tier members can... Uh, give us questions. We will read them. We're going to record that episode later this week. That'll probably go up. That's going to go up on Friday night, or excuse me, Thursday night, so Friday morning. That is over at patreon.com slash islandersanxiety. Go there. If you want to leave us a question and hear the episode, you got to be a member of the country club tier. So go ahead and do that, or you can sign up for our lower tier and get all kinds of cool stuff, like Mike's uh, newsletter, like my book club, like discounts, and uh, it's a great time. So go over there. You get ad-free episodes of the show, too. So don't forget. Patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. And we'll be back on the other side. Thanks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And now a word from the good sponsors. First, as always, vintageicehockey.com, where you can get t shirts, hoodies, jerseys, and more featuring over 100 classic hockey logos. Vintage Ice Hockey also carries our Al Arbor and the Island merch, and our portion of the sales go directly to the Center for Dementia Research. If you spend $50 or more at VintageIceHockey.com, you can use the code 4CUPS, all one word, F-O-U-R-C-U-P-S, to get a free The Island coffee mug or pint glass or an Islander's Anxiety puck. Okay, so you spend 50 bucks, get a free gift, use the code 4CUPS. Uh, that is VintageIceHockey.com. Try wines from the Pinot Project. They offer a rosé, a Pinot Grigio, and a Pinot Noir that was named a 2022 Top 100 Best Buy by Wine Enthusiast Magazine. All of them are delicious, priced at less than $15 a bottle, and are available at your local wine shop and at UBS Arena. Learn more at thepinotproject.com. Please drink responsibly. Two more regular season games, one more here at UBS Arena. How does this rank for you in playoff pushes the excitement of this building and the fans involvement over the last couple of games yeah i mean it's been unbelievable it's a lot better than vancouver i'll tell you that for free <laughs> thanks Bo. thank you guys 
Well, he knows what his zip code's going to be for the next eight years, so why not? Okay, so what you just heard was Bo Horvat following the Flyers-Islanders game, Shannon Hogan asking him. Uh, I don't think she expected that answer from Bo, but it was a fun answer for him to give. Uh, the best part of the clip, as many people on my Twitter have pointed out, that uh, is uh, Butchie's laugh and uh, Brendan <laughs> kind of uh, the sign-off there. That's that's the best part. But uh, it took about 2.2 seconds for this quote to get out and enrage Canucks fans. Vancouver people, um, I think most people uh, outside of Vancouver found it very funny. Um, you know, Bo was the captain out there in Vancouver, and and this season has been called a shit show by J.T. Miller, uh, Horvat's former co-teammate and current Canuck. So I don't know why people are so, like, mad that Bo would say what he said, but uh, it was funny. I, I throw this right up on the... Uh, the list of great Islanders quotes, along with Casey Sezikis, I want to die an Islander. And uh, I just find it really funny that people are going to like, now all of a sudden, other people have pointed this out. I think our friend Bud Lightlyman picked this out on Twitter that you know, now people are kind of retroactively sort of forensically going through the Canucks season, trying to be like, you know, paint Bo as the bad guy. Oh, he's the reason this happened. He's the, he was the locker room, you know, menace and whatnot. Guys, I, I just, I think he's happy to be here. He signed an eight-year contract to play with the Islanders. And I think he's happy to be out of that madness. Because if he went through the slump that he went through up there, you guys would be, you know, stalking him with knives in the streets. So I'm not surprised he said what he said. I think it was hilarious. Um, You know, we do petty pretty well here on the island. And uh, that was pretty petty. And I got to tell you, it's very entertaining. I can't wait to see what happens when the Islanders play at the Canucks next season. Uh, What what did you make of uh, Bo's happy to be here comments and uh, better than Vancouver uh, tagline? There, there are a lot of layers to this. You know? <laughs> Many. Uh, first of all, yep, Bo Horvat signed with the Islanders to get away from the circus. Let that sink in. <laughs> right? Like, we did a weird Islanders episode about Brent fucking Sopel. <laughs> Brent Sopel. This is not, this, Brent Sopel probably has scored half the goals in his career that Bo Horvat has scored this right. season. And he went to the Los Angeles Kings. And just absolutely eviscerated the New York Islanders. Mm. And at that time, the Islanders 1 million percent deserved it. He wasn't talking about the fans. Mm. He wasn't talking about, you know, you and me and anybody else. Like, individually, he was talking about Mike Milbury. Mm. Like, he was talking about the regime. It's very different to, you know, I think... Look, Canucks fans have every right to be pissed about it and to, you want to hate Bo Horvat for it? Mm. Go right ahead. Because uh, that would piss me off uh, a million percent. But right. he's not talking about them. He's talking about <laughs> yeah. the absolute carnival. That right. they, every, every three hours, you would just hear, oh, is Bruce Boudreaux going to actually be fired? Right. Is this, they don't want to do it on the road. They don't want to do it in Canada. They don't want to do it in the American Southwest. Yeah, they don't want to just them like four months to fire their coach, <laughs> and he was essentially fired. You right. know, three weeks into the season. So, <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah. So, like, like I said, there's a lot of layers to this, and uh, one of them is that, like you said, I can't wait for him to go back to Vancouver now, mm. and I can't wait for the reception, and I can't wait for people to say, "Oh man, there's a rubber ice, there's a rubber snake on the ice." You know what? He kind of deserves it. Those fans are those, those fans are well within their rights to to act out that way when somebody would do something like that. 
yeah uh to 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 a fan base and and say something that would enrage them this is their fans let them be fans mm. you know like this is this is how they're supposed to act this this is this is right. nothing like you know what yeah. what what the islander fans do when when uh yeah their former captain comes back like that's mm. that's that's petty and yeah. unwarranted this is totally warranted he wanted to play at home so you can't you can't begrudge him that. I don't know why you would be so mad that he wanted to play at home, even if he did say for two years that he wanted to stay there. So that's <laughs> totally different than this. Uh, uh, yeah. But. So there. I mean, there's and like I said right at the beginning of this segment, just let it sink in. Like that, yeah. this is someone talking about the Islanders compared to a a big market Canadian franchise. Mm. And talking about the the Islanders being the more desirable, I'm just so happy to be here. Destination, mm. right? That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, that's mm. like I said, Brent Sopel. He said <laughs> yeah. that. He said, and he, when he when he when he said that, mm. we're talking 2006. So mm. hockey media at the time was you had to wait two weeks. For for news to trickle down <laughs> to Long Island if, if you want an Islanders news. Uh, so it was to find that we probably found out about that quote months later. Yeah. You know, somebody probably resurfaced it on Mike com or something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this one, obviously, as soon as he says it, it goes viral and mm. uh, catches on. And uh, if, if Brent's, if, if we've gone from Brent Sopel being someone to, to publicly speak out and, and being one of a, a myriad of players like Brent Sobel right. isn't the only one. He's just the one that's off the top of my head to, to say stuff about how the, yeah, <laughs> the no, but it was the same kind of quote. He was like, I'm just glad to be here and you know, right. a team that wants to win or something like that. You and know? it's, and they're both, you know, former Canucks. Yeah. We, you know, this is uh, <laughs> right. the, uh, so there is some sort of, you know, weird, yeah. Uh, path that you can draw between the two of them. Mm. Uh, but it made it just, it made me so happy because <laughs> it, it kind of adds, like you said, we do petty so well here. <laughs> uh, I was texting someone like he, he is. This is I said I, I said on a newsletter a couple of weeks ago about like the Islanderification of, mm. of Bo Horvat, and and I meant it more on ice that you know he he was sh- having he was just completely snake bitten, mm. playing well, snake bitten, getting the you know treatment of the Islanders traded for this past his prime score. What are what are they thinking? Uh, kind of stuff so that's how you know he's an islander and then he just solidified it with that quote yeah um they're not even in the playoffs that was a dumb trade they weren't even in the playoffs (laughs) you know you can't you can't go from not being in the playoffs to being in the playoffs what do you think this is they they're trying to win i know don't they know that you're not supposed to win if you're not a a handful of teams don't they know that the ideal nhl team has no actual players on it and playing nobody in salary to do anything (laughs) <laughs> and all they do is win the lottery. That's the ideal team. Winning is for suckers. You're only yeah. it's only a waste of time. That's it's only um, a waste. Of time. <laughs> uh, what do you get? A cool little banner in your rafters? Right. You don't. Yeah. You don't you're not going to have a two percent chance at Connor Bedard. Right. I mean, you you might win the cup, but then you know what about your salary cap situation the season after? I mean, hasn't anybody what? thought about that? What about your your prospect pool? <laughs> what if what if Scott Wheeler has them at 29th in the league? I mean, come on. Who cares about the cup? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. So. But and, and, and I kind of it felt it, 
it almost felt like that like what we just kind of did it kind of almost felt like that <laughs> kind of got lifted into the into the air a little bit too right. like yeah I, and i loved how he said at the end he was like he said the thing and he's like and i'll give you that for free <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. and he did it. He did it wearing an Islanders jersey. So that yeah. that clip goes around. Yeah. And, and in Canada, I mean, of course, this is you know yeah. this is huge deal. Right. Yeah. Parliament on Monday morning, Canadian <laughs> Parliament's going to be this guffawing about this and harumph, the, harumph, harumph. I mean, what's the opposite of like giving somebody the key to the city? Is I guess taking the keys away or something? Because like that's what's going to happen in Vancouver. Like they're going to have. Yeah, I, I was shocked the Canucks didn't put out some sort of uh, promotional thing where it's yeah. like. You know, turn in your Bo Horvat jersey, and we'll turn it into an Anthony Beauvillier jersey. And I'd be like, good, good idea, because we fucking love Bo here still. Like we love, right. Bo, we love both of them. And yeah. you're not going to hear Anthony Beauvillier say that about Long Island. I promise you that. Right. He's yeah. going to say, no, I, I love those guys still. Like I'm rooting for them. I'm watching them every night because he loved, <laughs> he loves this team. We loved him, and we mm. miss him. Right. We miss Anthony Beauvillier the person. Do I miss Anthony Beauvillier? You know, not scoring for 14 games in a row. Of course not. <laughs> but. uh we're so happy to see him succeed over there. And I will always love him. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's not going to do like this. This is a different time. This isn't yeah. Brent Sopel going over there and saying, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> you wouldn't believe. I feel like, you know, there, I think Sean Hill was on um, Ryan, I, the Ryan Whitney uh, spin and chicken. Yeah. Pop, somebody talked to me about this. I haven't yeah. been able to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that team, that mm-hmm. Sean Hill, Brendan Witt kind of team, has had a few people like make podcast appearances, mm. yeah. um, and the, the the hosts will just be like, you know, what? Tell us about like the island, mm. and they're like, you know, sometimes it's just you know they're like, yeah, like you know, Milbert, like everybody, it was crazy and whatever, and like you're playing in this dumpy kind of like like Justin Bourne on Weird Islanders kind yeah. of like explain to us right no like, where's the real dressing the locker room, room. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is like, where's the real locker room right. and like so like you get that kind of stuff and then you also get the you know some guys like no like Sean Hill was talking about how he loved Long Island mm. uh, and yeah. stuff and you know sure, sure he loved the schools and whatever but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that that era is just so yeah it's parked now so far away and it's yeah. we, we just laugh about it because we're the team that has the guy that says i'm so happy that i'm not there and i'm here in this right. stable franchise mm. with brock nelson and, and Ilya sorokin and this beautiful building yeah uh, which has been so much fun to be in during these past couple yeah. of wins the, uh, those that old era i always get the sense that like those guys would have had a much better time and what would have enjoyed it more if the team had been good because like the island itself is a great place. It's always been a great place to like be rich <laughs> and have a family and, you know, and play. And these guys, again, they can go out. I'm sure the first thing Bo Horvat and his family noticed when he got here was like, holy crap, we can walk around and people aren't like yelling at us about our power play or whatever, you know, like yeah, I can take the kids to the park and maybe, maybe you see one person. It's like, what's up, Bo? Hey, go get them tonight. Okay. And that's it. You know? And then- yeah. It's like, it, like, I think we've made this, this um, com- comparison before. If It's like that scene in Remember the Titans. <laughs> where where like they're all eating at like a diner and it says like titans eat free yeah and then the guy erases it it just says like titans eat like that's what it feels like here mm. it's like the islanders yeah. are just this this high school football team yeah and we're right. all just like yeah like you know good luck man like go mm. bring home go bring home states yeah <laughs> well that's the other thing too and then and we'll move on after this but like that's the other thing i was as i was thinking about this i was like you know what i mean the canucks obviously are the biggest game in vancouver and so they're talked about a lot. They're ta- every radio station has like the Canucks show and there's a million blogs and whatever. I was joking about this on Twitter that like this is a gift 
for the Canucks that, that Bo Horvat has given them because they're going to be eating off of this for years now. There's going to be Twitter accounts named after this and blogs, and they're going to, this has been going to be circulating forever. I'm sure they're going to bring it up on 32 Thoughts, and Jeff Merrick or Elliot is immediately going to change the subject to some other team other than the Islanders, you know? But uh, this is like a huge thing. And, and so the Canucks in Vancouver are a huge thing. Whereas we here as Islanders fans, no matter where you are, whether you live five minutes from Nassau, from UBS Arena or Nassau Coliseum or in New Jersey or in even in Canada, you know, our Islanders fans, friends out there in Florida and California, wherever, we know where the Islanders are on the giant totem pole of New York sports. Way, 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 way down on the bottom, right? Like we know this and we know that. You know, we are always going to be, like you said, like that that regional team, that tiny little team that's always kind of like pushing that rock up the hill and, and always going to be the underdog, even when they're winning four straight cups. So, like, we have no illusions about what we are. And so somebody, somebody you know, zinging us, an, old, an ex-player zinging us is nothing new because it happened all the time. It used to happen all the time, and it will, I'm sure, happen at some point again. But, like, for the Canucks, who have accomplished – exactly two things fuck and all in the last 52 years uh but are still the biggest game in town this is obviously a huge insult so they're gonna they're gonna look at it a different way than we would uh you know <laughs> so uh, i just find it really funny that yeah it, it, it the speed at which it became a huge thing was really startling like it literally took two seconds yeah it, but it's also it's just such a hockey canada thing where oh yeah oh yeah totally. like if i'm trying to think of you know baseball or, or something I know, like the, the the Rays and Yankees have like exchanged words in the past, mm. and people are like, ooh, you know, some shade from Kevin Kiermeyer thrown at the Yankees, <laughs> like, and then everyone moved on. Like this right. one's just like, yeah. whoa, a whopper of a quote from Bo right. Horvat. Howard's the mm. country's, mm. you know, the the gas prices in Canada have just <laughs> gone up because the the country's yeah. unstable from a former captain of one of the seven <laughs> teams saying yeah. something as a member of the New York Islanders, who by the way are still a member. Of the yeah. National Hockey League, if you needed to be reminded of that, uh, yeah. and you know what, and I hope, I hope that there were some, some fan bases out there who were just like, man, those fucking Highlanders, man, they are, they are annoying. <laughs> yeah, good. We are, we yeah, are annoying. We are, we are annoying. You want to only... see Kyle Clutterbuck come down the, yeah. you know, chasing a, a puck he just dumped into the zone in a seven game series? I don't think so. <laughs> you want to see that? No, right. you don't yeah. like. You just they don't. Nobody likes us. And and Bo Horvat saying mm. that. And then walking down that tunnel with probably a huge fucking smile on oh, his I face, and being like knowing exactly because that's what the thing where yeah. he said, "I'm giving you that one for free." Yeah. That's what he meant. He's like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to give you guys this free this free clip that's going to, yeah. you know, Shannon Hogan, your face is about to be everywhere in Canada because <laughs> because of this. And and he walked down the ha- ha- hallway and he smiled. And he's like, "I'm yeah. I'm an Islander. Like I mean, I'm going to be able to say this." Like, <laughs> yeah, he probably got a huge round of applause in the dressing room. Right. He said it. Yeah, and then you know he knew. He's going to mm. go, like you said, he he could go to the park tomorrow morning mm. with his family and nobody will say a word to him mm. about it because they're not going to know. They'll be like, hey, are you a Yankee fan or a Met fan? You're new to the area? Mm. Like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, 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 yeah, I, I work for the New York Islanders. Oh, well, what do you do for the Islanders? Mm. Yeah, I, sent her, I sent her the first line. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> like, like, you know, that's what he's going to be dealing with. Where, yeah. Whereas, uh, but he knows while he's dealing with that, while he's small talking his way up and down, mm. you know, deli lines and getting coffee <laughs> on yeah. 7th Street and Garden City, the country where he's from is going to be talking yeah. about fire, what he right? did. Oh, it's just. Well, actually, it's, it's funny. Beautiful. There was another. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, there was another quote, though, that was going around that night, not, not related to the Islanders, but the Leafs played their emergency backup goalie because their their salary cap situation only allowed them to play like 
I don't know, whatever it was, like a le- 10 forwards or something. I don't know, something stupid happened. But they played, in, they had an emergency backup goalie on the bench. They were beating the Habs like 5 1. They put him in for a minute and a half. And this apparently is the biggest insult in the history of the sport. Some Canadians guy was like, well, they're going to get what's coming to them in a couple of weeks. And it's like, okay, pal, whatever. Like, dude, really? Seriously? Come on, give me a break. So. It was a good night for player <laughs> insults, I guess, on Saturday. Yeah. I guess we're cut. Listen, we're coming to the end of the season. Everybody just wants it over with. The Habs want their season over with. The Leafs want to start the playoffs like the Lightning do. The Islanders want to get to the playoffs. So uh, everybody's on edge. Uh, speaking of uh, the Islanders getting to the playoffs, we, we haven't forgotten about that. They haven't actually qualified yet because, as we yeah. said way back in the first half, they've been winning, which is great. But the other teams have been winning, too, the Panthers and Penguins. And so... Uh, two more games left on the schedule. Monday, the day you're listening to this, against the Capitals, and then Wednesday against the Canadians, who are the second worst team in the conference. Um, you know, listen, I'm not going to take either of these two teams for granted. Yes, they beat the Caps the other day in a shootout. Be nice to get a regulation win here, and it would be very nice to get a, a big honking win at home against Montreal on Wednesday, especially because the Panthers have two games and. They're not going to be easy. They play the Leafs on Tuesday and then the uh, Hurricanes on Thursday. Now, the interesting thing about that, yeah, the Leafs are basically locked in the second place in the division. Um, they don't have, they're not going to have much to play for, although this, this prospect did sign Matthew Nyes, whatever. We're going to be sick of hearing about him shortly, I'm sure. But with the Hurricanes, you know, they have the Devils right on their tail. So that, that game for Carolina could determine whether or not they finish first in the division. So that could be a pretty a pretty important game for both of those clubs. So that would be, that's the one that's really going to suck because the Islanders schedule will be over and all we can do is sit and wait and see what happens. The Penguins, as Mike mentioned before, have two cupcakes. They got Chicago and then uh, who who was the other one after that? Uh, Oh, Columbus. So, Hey, listen, the blue jackets have menaced the Penguins before. Hopefully they can do it one more time. Uh, I don't expect the uh, Penguins to lose to Chicago uh, whenever they play. So just chalk that up for two points. So, it's going to come down to the wire. And, you know, yes, the Islanders do have, you know, the Pe- Islanders and Penguins have the easier schedules by far, but like, don't, don't sit, don't be confident. Don't take, you know, all these two teams for granted. You just got to finish with one point ahead. And as we're speaking here, the Bruins have won their 63rd game of the season. That's a new NHL record They're They could potentially be setting the record for points in a season. They got two games left and they're only one point behind, uh, I guess it was the 77 Habs or the 78 Habs. So, they could still be playing for something later here. Um, what do you what do you make of these? You know, it's not just the Islanders' schedule we have to worry about now. It's two other freaking team schedules we got to worry about. And um, you know, if I'm Florida, I'm a little bit worried. But uh, you know, maybe this is the chance for them to kind of rewrite their season a little bit and and take it to two really good teams uh, late to solidify their own playoff spots. But you know, for the Islanders, they just need to get two wins. Just win two games, and we'll see what happens. And hopefully. When everything shakes out, uh, they'll be in the playoffs. Uh, what, what do you when you look at these three schedules? Uh, what comes to your mind? Yeah, just a ton of fear, <laughs> and loathing, mm. and horror. A million things it's, that could go wrong. That kind of yeah. yeah it's just it's <laughs> like it. I'm sure Penguins fans uh, feel the same way. Like, oh, we could lose to the to the Blackhawks, and, sure, or the or the Blue Jackets, and sure the Panthers fans are. Uh, you know, say, saying the same thing doesn't matter if Toronto's got nothing to play for. Mm. Um, we can lose that game easily. And for the Islanders, it's <laughs> you know I'm thinking about the Capitals wanting to uh, you know, play for some pride, and I'm scared mm. of that. And 
by no means do I think that they're just going to walk into Washington and mm. Ovech- Ovechkin playing or not just get out of there with an easy win. Right. And you know, we, we mentioned this as a theme for a couple weeks now that uh, not only are we watching the Panthers and uh, Penguins schedules and their games, you know, but that, that, that Hurricanes game against the Sabres, mm. you know, that was really important that the Hurricanes lost that game. And like, yeah, technically mm. the Sabres are the team that's one of the teams chasing the Islanders, but we know that, you know, mm. if Buffalo catches us, that means the Islanders are done. Like they're, <laughs> they, that means that they've lost right. some games. Uh, so they shouldn't really matter. They should never come into focus. So mm. Buffalo winning that game uh, against the Hurricanes, like when, you think about it, it was a huge deal and a huge plus for the Islanders because it really, it makes that last game with the Panthers mm. almost certain to mean something for Carolina. It should hopefully be a, a clincher as long as Jersey can get a couple wins. And mm. yeah. <laughs> now all of a sudden the Rangers are only, you know, like they're not going to win the division. They're, they're, they, mm. they can max out at 110 points. Uh, Carolina's on 109 and New Jersey's on 110 and, the Rangers could end up with the wild, I mean, with the tiebreaker, but so like technically the Rangers have like a, a very slim chance of winning the division and mm. boy, that's a little yeah. frightening considering where the Islanders can end up. But yeah, you know, it's hard. funny. I hadn't even thought about Buffalo because yeah. I just well, kind of assumed well, that they I would. I've been about thinking it. about the Rangers at all, like at yeah. all lately, because like they, they did their part for us when they beat the Panthers a couple weeks ago and, <laughs> and we right. can just, and, and the, and the Penguins. And I thought, all right, like they're done. Put them mm. in the, put them in the rear view for now. But, uh, just something to keep on our uh, our uh, radar here. Kevin mm. Kurz will remind us what what all these wins and losses means with his daily tweets. Mm. Uh, eventually, <laughs> it's been one of my favorite parts of this playoff chase is Kevin Kurz posting the standings after mm. I think the la- he posted them after the Penguins won. Yeah, he's like, by the way, everybody, the Penguins win means the Islanders have dropped out of the the, yeah. the playoff uh, spots for now, and mm. but they play tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. In case you weren't noticing that. Yes, Kevin. We know. We we we've been we've been doing this uh, a right. long time here, yeah. and understand what it takes. And uh, but that that Sabers game, I'm I'm surprised it didn't get talked about as much by the by the likes of I shouldn't mm-hmm. say I'm surprised actually uh, by those those folks because it really does change the calculus a little bit with Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you, you got eyes all over the league, and tomorrow. Is a seven o'clock start in Washington. Then it's a seven o'clock start against the Habs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Islanders will be the first team to finish their regular season mm. uh, as well. So we have uh, some. There's some potentially horrifying scenarios, of course, <laughs> uh, here where, like, yeah, the Islanders. Let's say they they drop a game in regulation. Then we have to wait till Thursday to and hope to God that. Carolina beats Florida or yeah. you know Pittsburgh beats I mean Pittsburgh loses to uh Columbus. Columbus, yeah. Yeah. And and then the so Sabres they, play Columbus on Friday. So I mean yeah. the Blue Jackets <laughs> are going to have a big hand in how this whole shakes out. As somehow. as you'd want. You'd, right. <laughs> ooh, of course this is what we this is what we always wanted. Uh with, the the good news though is like and and you know this of course if you're listening mm-hmm. to the show but like the Islanders can lose in overtime. Like they mm-hmm. just need 3 points. I, if they lose in overtime tomorrow, I will be horrified. Mm. Uh, if they win tomorrow and then lose in overtime against the Canadians, I will be upset, <laughs> but elated uh, mm. and, and celebrating uh, 
a playoff berth. But I I don't want to trust them because this team does not deserve our trust. Right. They are a lovable group of people. Mm. And they're fun to root for. I enjoy their cohesiveness, their ethos, their belief in each other and, and like the mission that they've been on since mm. the Varys left. Uh, I I've really enjoyed being a part of it. Mm. But do not trust this team. <laughs> you can love them yeah. with everything you got, but you just can't trust them. This is the team that got zero out of four points against the Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> and lost to Columbus on, and yeah. Buffalo with the playoffs on the line. Yeah, and, and this is not game. a team you want to trust. Yeah, I agree. Um, I haven't enjoyed the fact that it seems like everybody on the outside and the, the mainstream media is picking the Islanders to be the team that gets in. Mm. The uh, party line is, well, they've got the best goaltending. Uh, they also don't have Matt Barzell. I don't know mm. if anyone's really mentioned that, by the way, this whole entire time. Islander fans will remind me. Yeah. But nobody said, like, oh, you know, this, this team has played nearly, you know, two damn months without this their best player, their their yeah. most important offensive force. Uh, and, they, and they've hung around. Mm. Nobody wants to yeah. give them that credit. They don't even really. know if he's skating, talking, like, you know, I mean. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> It's like he doesn't exist anymore. He just got written I, out of the show. That's it. You're gone. You know. But. You've been written out of the show. <laughs> I uh, there was that Rick Patino was at the game against the Lightning, and then there was that quote uh, that Isles Fix tweeted out from the intermission. I guess Rick Patino. I think mm. I knew this that Rick Patino was an Islanders season ticket holder. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. I'm gonna say this, and I'm not. I don't know facts to back it up, but I want to say John Calipari is a big Islander fan too. Hmm. I don't know. Like, there's there was like this weird basketball, college basketball. I don't really watch college basketball at all, but hmm. I remember like the there's like a pocket where I'm from uh, of like college coaches, like Matt Darty who coached at UNC. Then there was hmm. Billy Donovan was who coached Donovan, at Florida. Yeah. Uh, Patino, I think, is from somewhere on Long Island. Uh, I don't know if Calipari's from the island too, but uh, there uh, there was this weird thing, but. Patino said that when Lou Lamarillo hired him in whenever he was the AD at Providence College, mm. he gave him a tour at four in the morning by floodlight. <laughs> okay. Because he didn't want anyone else to know that he was thinking about hiring Rick, Rick Patino to coach Providence College basketball. Now, this is before, 30 years before the invention of cell phone cameras. Right. It's probably before digital it's way before digital cameras sure yeah, of course so i mean lou's lou's either lou knew that this was gonna that these these were gonna be things or he was just mm. that paranoid which i appreciate mm. um and so if if you've seen matt barzell like i think you'd 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 have a easier time getting a great clear picture of Bigfoot <laughs> than you would of Matt Barzell skating. Yeah. With with or without a brace. Mm. Um right now. And uh I do wonder if it's a point of pride for these guys to like be able to keep this stuff in house. Mm. Uh because he's Matt Barzell. Like this is this isn't you know we're right. we're not talking about 
Zach Parisi or like JG Pajot. It's Matt Barzell. It's their most mm. important player uh, outside of Sorokin. Mm. So it's just hilarious that. Yeah. It's like, it'd be the equivalent of, of William Nylander for the Maple Leafs. And mm. you would be, you wouldn't be surprised if, if William Nylander was dealing with this kind of injury, if we got what he had for lunch mm. every day, his, what time did he go to sleep? Mm. Oh, we saw a new doctor today. Mm. Dentist appointment for Willie Nylander today. <laughs> but with, with these guys, he, he just don't know anything. That's funny. Uh, I would love to have him back, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, just, I saw, I found the, the uh, yeah, the tweet here from Miles Fix. Yeah, he is an Islander season ticket holder. How about that? Showed them campus at Providence at 4 a.m. with floodlight because he didn't want anyone else to know he, he wanted to hire him. In, I mean, that would have been like probably 1987. So I don't know who. Like he was afraid, I guess, if you walk around during the day, it would have gotten out. I don't know, but that's pretty crazy. Uh, and yeah, the fact that uh, Matt Barzell has been com- completely written out, as has Oliver Wallstrom, uh, is also pretty crazy. But that's going to make their return, or at least Barzell's return, and hopefully a playoff game, that much crazier. <laughs> so uh, I guess maybe that's what they're setting up. He's going to come in and, you know, but I mean, that, that puts a lot of pressure on him too. So yeah. hopefully it goes well. But, it uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but, honestly, uh, like I'll say this, like I, I, of course I miss the shit out of Matt Barzell and sure. I want him back, but I don't, I, I, I wouldn't feel any better if he was playing tomorrow. Like, Oh yeah, no, just, of course I was going to be a wreck. I'm going to be an absolute wreck tomorrow. He's no as much a what. part of this as the guys who are playing in that game tomorrow. Like yeah. he, he owns this as much as they do. <laughs> um, I'm just, like you. You could put Prime Wayne Gretzky on the Islanders tomorrow, and I still would be. You know, I'm, I feel like a, a wreck. Right. Because uh, all I can think of is Ryan Pollock almost putting the puck in his own net. <laughs> uh, you know, like those those kind of things. I've seen yeah. those kind of things happen to the Islanders my entire life. So I always mm. just assume the worst. Um, and then it's after. It's after the fact that I can try to reflect, but I can't reflect right now, and mm. it's all about just being scared. Uh, yeah. And not sleeping, I'm trying my best not to have dreams where, like, you know, either you, you dream like the Islanders got pummeled thirteen one, or they were all, of, you know, kicked out of the league for PEDs or something. <laughs> like, you know, some, my mind is I'm I'm almost positive I'm gonna have a dream about the Islanders tonight, yeah. and I'm gonna wake up Monday morning and mm. feel like either, thank God that was just a dream, or damn it. Yeah. The Islanders, the Islanders weren't awarded a free win against the Capitals because the Capitals didn't want to play. You know, like yeah. it's fucking with my life. This this yeah. playoff run, it's, it's eighty two games because it's been, like I said at the top, it's been an eighty two game playoff series. Like yeah. this, this team has just dragged us mm. from point A to point B to point D to point G. Mm. There's been no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah, and here we are, and it could all be for absolutely nothing yeah it could be for not only nothing but just for misery <laughs> like it could just you, you this season could just leave you feeling miserable yeah and that is why it's so scary mm. because we're so close to two destinations you're you're we're, we're close to a really good one mm. islanders make the playoffs they defy the odds people hate us people are scared to play us in the playoffs we get to see zach parisi play islander playoff games <laughs> And then there's the other door, which is just darkness, yeah, and misery. And there's the 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 distance between these two doors is so razor thin, yeah. It is so horrifying. Yeah, I I don't even want to think about. It. I don't even want to get there. I'm trying to stay. Fo- I'm going to take Barry Trotz's advice and just focus on on the now. 
<laughs> That's what I want. And Ilya Sorokin. And Ilya Sorokin, yes. Uh, I will say that it's virtually guaranteed. So I was wrong, by the way, that Panthers-Leafs game is Monday night. So I will guarantee both of those teams will win those games. <laughs> I think, you know, if if the Islanders get a win and the Panthers lose to the Leafs, first of all, that'd be the first cool thing the Leafs ever did for the Islanders, number one. Number two, uh, I would feel a lot better, but uh, I would not be surprised to see both those teams win those games and drag this torture out just a, cu- a little bit more just to get those those margins even more razor thin. I don't know what's yeah. what's more thin than a razor. I guess a hair. Yeah, that, and uh, the fact that the Islanders and Panthers play on the same night, then, the, yeah. then, then it's the Penguins in a standalone game the next yes. night. And then the Islanders have the standalone game on Wednesday. It's just it's it's brutal. It's brutal. And I'm you know I want it to be over, but I also want the Islanders to win. So we have to. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> I want this to be over, but uh, my friend Mike put it perfectly the other day uh, to me. This was before the Lightning game. He just and he just all he said was, "I just don't want this season to be over." Right. And that's that's what it is. Like it's. Yeah. I don't. I don't want it. To, you don't want to see the season end. I no. I just I don't know how I'd be able to deal with it. And not it's like so, this. It's so sad least, to say yeah. that. Yeah, but like that's what we mean. Like, right. not like this. I'm not an like like I don't because it, it it'd be so hard to convince yourself that it was worth it. Yeah, if it ends like in in mm. the worst possible way. Mm. Um, and I just don't want it to be over. I'm I'm like it's it's so sad to admit it, but like the Islanders are such a a huge part of our lives that. Mm them just going away like that mm. really kind of makes you need to recalibrate everything. Well, uh, and it's, it's going to bring up months and months of yeah, exactly. Like you gotta, forensic, you know, pathology over their entire <laughs> season. Every, every missed goal, every, you know, <sighs> let's start with the shootouts and go yeah. through the whole thing. You know, <laughs> wanna, it's just, I just, I don't have the energy for it. I, I really don't. don't. And I, so yeah. I'm just focusing my energies on these games as, just as I think we all capitals, should. Please God. Yeah, I know. Please. I'm begging you. Okay. Uh, well, we've set up the game. So if you're hearing this on Monday, now, you know, the stakes, uh, not that you didn't already, but, uh, it's going to be a big one. Uh, a couple of things again, mailbag, uh, post going up this week at Patreon on Monday, get in there, sign up for the, uh, country club tier get your questions in remember they're questions for us so don't ask us about you know what prospects are doing well or what we think you know the line should be you know how we are feelings memories trivia nonsense all that kind of stuff but sign up for the country club tier get us uh, some questions and uh, we're going to record that on thursday so you have up until then to to send us stuff and you know we'll, we'll pull stuff as far as that day too um make sure you read lighthouse hockey every single day for your most up-to-date islanders news and discussion you can follow us on twitter at isles anxiety pod i set that up last week so uh it's just the old twitter account so you might already be following it but yeah isles anxiety pod uh fans first network follow them on twitter as well and um vintageicehockey.com use the code four cups get yourself a free uh, mug or pint glass or puck if you spend 50 bucks check out the pinot project uh michael leboff uh where can everybody find your work uh on twitter the big lebowski with two e's follow mike at the big lebowski read his work at action network you are leaving right now to record another show for action network right <laughs> yeah yeah a so, couple you know, about a half hour so uh shifting is this is this wonder goal or is this yeah. uh yeah okay, champions so. little champions league preview oh, uh-huh. there you go so I'm yep, thinking about yep. getting into Serie A soccer. I found out this week that uh, it's on Paramount Plus, which we yep. already have. So, so our Paramount the, Plus, you know, I would use that for uh, Serie A soccer and RuPaul's Drag Race. So uh, <laughs> two very important shows. But, Serie A uh, is great because yeah. for a long time it was just the most corrupt 
<laughs> league ever. And like they, they still kind of have that that reputation like among mm, right. whatever. But uh, and then it just became this really defensive league, and and the the, mm. the characters. I mean, it's it's Italian, so it's very operatic. Sure. Like yes. it's just it's so it's 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 quite a. It can be a shit show because the games are 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 not as they traditionally not as like high scoring. It's they're more defensive and mm. uh, you know structured in terms of like their style, mm. uh, but in terms of like the characters that are the big names in that league, like uh, some of the managers, it's just, it's, it's yeah. fantastic in that way. And uh, I wish you the best. If, if you yeah. do go down that road, I might, I might sounds perfect for a Barry Trotz accolade yeah. myself. So I'm looking forward to, it. but uh, in the meantime, check out Mike's wonder goal podcast. It's great. If you haven't yet, check out our latest episode of weird Islanders. The podcast it came out on Friday. It's with my friend, Phil Strum, who does the under the ring wrestling conversations podcast. It's great. We talk about Don Maloney. We talk about Darcy Regeer, obviously two Islanders that have a shared history as general managers later on, and a guy named Garth McGuigan, who is easily the most obscure Islander we've ever done on Weird Islanders, the podcast. It's a great conversation. Check out Phil's podcast, too, Under the Ring, if you're into wrestling. Great conversations with wrestlers. And uh, it, it was awesome, so check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, just want to shout out a, a couple of folks that left us reviews on iTunes. Thank you so much to Yashua and LM3039 for the lovely reviews. Uh, Yashua compared us to Puck Soup, which is very kind. And uh, LM3039 called us the Optimus Prime of Isles Podcast, which, as I said last time, is the most uh, the highest compliment I think you can pay somebody. So really appreciate those. Get to iTunes or Apple Music Store or whatever the hell it is and uh, leave us a five-star review. It really helps. Uh, thanks a lot, and we will talk to you again next week. Patreon.com slash Islanders Anxiety. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.